Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast. These are the public episodes, but do you want to hear more? Become an insider for access to extended guest conversations, follow-up episodes with your questions, and other deep dives. Visit moversmindset.com slash insiders. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, I'm Sandro Wittmer. Sandro Wittmer is from Zug, Switzerland, and I had the distinct pleasure of catching up with him after American Rendezvous in Boston and Somerville. And Sandro is going to talk a little bit today about Parkour One Switzerland's trust concept, and I'm also hoping he'll give us some information about his master's research that he's working on. So welcome, Sandro. Thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. So, Sandro, can we talk a little bit about Parkour One's trust concept? What is that? Can you unpack it a little bit for us? Yeah, trust or parkour according to trust is um, meant to increase um, um, immaterial wealth. Mm-hmm. I think you say it like that. Um, it's um, like the purpose of it is um, like to... Um, increase health and, and the, like increase, the richness of your experience yeah and, mm-hmm. yeah and personality okay. develop personality and um to parkour according to our values mm-hmm. so our values are basically a very important thing and they're uh, also very well thought out it's not like a simple punch list so that can you run me exactly. through the through them yeah we can we can practically practically do quickly all of them okay. because it's um it's the concept with the with the hand mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember it it's, yeah parkour um, one's logo exactly. and as the a fist a and fist. the open hand yeah and they're superimposed it. so it's the fist and the open hand in the exactly. same image and you can like explain all of the values off on one hand mm-hmm. so it's um the thumb is going to be no competition mm-hmm. So um, the visual there is don't thumb up or not thumb up north, exactly, thumb down, right? Exactly. So we don't want to judge actually about other people. Uh, we don't want to judge like, oh, you're so good or you're so bad. We mm-hmm. don't want to make, make a difference there. Um, we just want to, um, don't want to, we just don't want to judge okay. about that. So um, second one maybe um, is the, pointer finger or index finger we would say exactly um it's maybe you saw it everybody saw it um when the mother was yes, doing like my french tutor does that she exactly. shakes her finger at me <laughs> so it's the gesture he's making is a finger shaking index finger exactly so that means um be cautious you only mm-hmm. have like one body mm-hmm. and if you mess that up you don't have any anybody left right so just um be cautious about what you're doing um the middle finger we're turning it around and it shows for us respect okay um respect for um the people around us when we're training mm-hmm. uh respect for the spot we're training at because when we want to train there lo- for for a longer t- time right. maybe and especially respect for nature around us because um we don't w- want to mess that up so um we just want to basically show respect as well to um to show um a good picture of parkour as well ah okay so the the presentation so. of the thing as well as being respectful exactly exactly okay and, and the fourth next one, one is going to be the um trust mm-hmm. um so basically trust in yourself um 
I don't know. Is is there another word for? Um, uh, in English, I think trust yeah. is that well, trust or self reliance might or be another way. Or self confidence. Self confidence. Self confidence. Because I was going to ask you to yeah. go, uh, when you're done, go through them, go through the names of the, them in German, so we. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly. Um, so trust and self or trust in other people and self-confidence in yourself mm -hmm. because it needs a lot of self-confidence to go out and train like we do because right. we're um, like being out there with all the other people. Some people are used to stare at people doing different things. Right. So it needs a self a lot of self-confidence to overcome like that barrier. Yeah, otherwise you add otherwise, that on top yeah. of the actual physical danger that could be there. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's four is the ring finger. Four. And then the we would call it the pinky or the fifth finger. Exactly. That one is modesty. Mm -hmm. I think for me it's one of the most important ones. Um, there's always more obstacles in your way that you cannot overcome than obstacles that you overcame. Right. So um, just be humble. And be modest um, about what you're doing. Right. Like, Do not I, shout out. At and I love too that much. image of like when you get to the end of your hand and you're holding up your pinky finger and it's like this tiny little finger, uh -huh. and that's uh -huh. for the modesty. Right. So can you do them in, in English one more time? Is it's um, no competition. Um, be cautious. Respect. Um, uh, sorry, so. we're gonna we're gonna go through them again. <laughs> go ahead. Competition. No, no competition. competition. Be careful. Respect, um, Self, trust, yeah. and modesty. And modesty. So just so everyone understands the translations correctly, um, can you give them to me in German the, the way you would normally use them so mm -hmm. people can look up what the actual definitions are so mm -hmm. make sure you have it right? So there would be Konkurrenzfreiheit, Vorsicht, Respekt, Vertrauen und Bescheidenheit. Mm. And the actual the sixth one or... Uh, catching, it's it's actually less making a fist mm -hmm. than catching something. Okay, like and grabbing, catching, right? Yeah, so it's, a, grab, it's a catching like motion. Grab a like wall. Grab a wall. Grab something. That's that's like the picture we want to do, and not the making a fist and punching somebody. Mm -hmm. um, that's courage. Okay. So and you need a lot of courage to do all those to do all things, those things. Parkour to get over yourself or to. Um, break a jump sometimes. Mm. Uh -huh. And what's the German word for the for the sixth one? Mut. Mut. Mm -hmm. I don't speak a word of German. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> so that's the trust concept from Parkour mm -hmm. One. And if people are paying close attention, their first question should be, wait, I thought Parkour One was the German parkour organization. Why are we talking to someone from Switzerland? Aside from the fact that Switzerland is gorgeous, you need to go to Switzerland. But why are we talking to Sandro from Switzerland about Parkour One? And that's because Parkour One is not a simple organization within one country. Parkour One is actually a composition of Switzerland and Germany working together. So can you just talk to me a little bit about, first of all, what does it mean to be a member of Parkour One? And I'm going to let the cat out of the bag a little bit. That's actually different from simply going to Parkour One classes. That doesn't automatically make you a member. So can you tell me a little bit about what it means, let's say, for you specifically to be a member of Parkour One? Yeah, well, um, as a member of Parkour One, I'm got like um, some rights and some duties as well mm -hmm. um, I can um, I represent Parkour One 
mm-hmm. as a member of Parkour One, and there's not um, just an easy way to um, to get to be a member of um, Parkour One. You just cannot apply for right. it. It's not as simple. It's I want as, to be exactly. Yeah. You're gonna you you are like um, chosen, or you used to be like um, chosen to be mm-hmm. a member, or especially if you wanted to, um, and they wanted you in, they were gonna ask you. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in um, now, it got a little bit different um, because of the because we changed a little bit because we grow so much right. um, in Switzerland and in Germany. There were so many coaches around, like around eighty coaches and yes, head coaches in Switzerland quite and mature. Germany. It's not a young so, group, right? Yeah, it's a pretty pretty old group, mm-hmm. even I think for 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 most of us. And um, because of that, um, we had to make it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now as you're going to make a coach education or as you are in, a, in the coach program, okay. you're going to be a member automatically. Okay. So and that allows the organization to maybe verify that you understand the values of the group that you're trying to join and also that you'll be able to maintain the standards. And so when someone says, I'm a member of Parkour One, I think the Americans especially miss, that they don't don't notice that there's some subtlety there. It's not simply this person paid their their monetary dues and filled out a form and then they're in. It's they've all, they've done more than that, significantly yeah. more than a simple form and some money. Yeah. They may be taught um, very much or they did very much for the community mm-hmm. and stuff like this. Even um, you can you can choose your duties a little bit. You right. have so um, you like learn. several to choose from, but you have to. Um, to, you have to verify that you do them as, um, for example you have to give a class you have to teach or you have to like um, distribute parkour in um, yeah. like other sessions that are out of classes right or you're maybe. working in an administrative capacity behind the scenes but there's exactly. you have to have a specific role and you have to yeah. fill that role to a specific standard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Sandro, can you? Um, so that that's a good sketch of like the basic mm-hmm. structure, mm-hmm. and that is actually rather different from how all of the organizations really in the United States work. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you maybe color in some details with like your personal journey of how you became a member, maybe, or, or like what mm-hmm. your what your path was a little bit, just to give us an experience of one person. Mm-hmm. So I was doing parkour already before I was um, getting into parkour one. Mm-hmm. And as I was getting into Parkour One in 2013, um, Felix started a branch in Basel, a new branch in Basel. And mm-hmm. I started in the class there, actually with only one other guy who is teaching now in Basel with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were first in the beginning, there were the two of us, and then we grow and yeah, it slowly grow grows around grow. that sea. Exactly, group. exactly. And. Um, then I got asked by um, Felix uh, if I wanted to do the the coach the coach education, um, the parkour one or the trust the trust coach. And, um, I was thinking about it because um, I always liked teaching a lot, or I always liked to teach. I was not sure if I'm ready yet, but um, they told me I should 
maybe do it and then look afterwards how it's how it is and right. if I'm if that. I'm ready for teaching already. And so I did it, and it was a great decision. I st started teaching as a coach. That's like um, for you guys or for the PKHN guys, it may, might be um, at a level one because you're only allowed to teach with a head coach right. as a coach. So you cannot teach alone. Um, yeah. And so I started teaching with um, many other coaches or with many other head coaches, especially for a year and after this year i was um i was um ready for the for the head coach for the, for the assessment Ex for that exactly mm. but um i had to fulfill my 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 hours of teaching um in case of in case of doing such an education you always have to fulfill hours of teaching and you have to do like an assessment but assessment of teaching mm -hmm. and not not like a physical assessment right because not, can you do the precision but do you exactly. know how to teach the precision to other people it, right exactly because um we've only choose people or we only um like teach people how to teach uh within our group so the Roche and felix are pretty much aware of our physical abilities and of our technical stuff when mm -hmm. when they invite us to teach to consider make, becoming or a coach it was in yeah it, it really was that in this time um, so I did head coach a year afterwards and since then I'm since then I'm basically teaching classes for Parkour One um, I'm teaching in the regular class uh, on Tuesday and Thursday as a coach and have a kids class on Friday as a head coach and just some basic courses we we have as well mm -hmm. they are like over um, 12 times or six times or eight times um, just some of these courses as well yeah so the system is actually going down from a member of or not from a member but from a participant of a class in parkour mm -hmm. one over a coach over a head coach and there's um, then the system grew a little bit. So there's head coach two, if you do right, so not certificate. Um, or then the, then after the head coach two, there's coming the expert, um, as well, where you can, where you can only, um, you can only do that if you have, um, uh, master thesis or a bachelor thesis about right, which, parkour. Which leads me to the next question. So um, your master's thesis is, and can you remind me, I, like I know you can tell me in German, but mm -hmm. that, doesn't, or, <laughs> that doesn't help me. Um, you said it was um, the effect of one's philosophy on one's coaching. Exactly. Right. And, exactly. and I know you're still in the middle of it, so we're not, I don't, we don't have a definitive answer, mm -hmm. but can you sketch out the types of data that you collected and, and mm -hmm. maybe where you think the research might lead you? Mm -hmm. So I basically did a questionnaire about this and sent it to all the Swiss coaches. Mm -hmm. So not only in the German part of Switzerland, but also in the French part and in the Italian part. And as I was doing this, I was aware that if I only send an online questionnaire, I won't be able to collect much feedback mm -hmm. so I actually visited all the groups in Switzerland okay. so um, there were like 23 to 25 groups 
Mm-hmm. And I visited all of them, and with some I did some training. With the other ones, I um, I watched I watched some class of mm-hmm. classes of them. Observe them and see how observe they do them. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so I basically went everywhere just to motivate them to fill in or to fill out the questionnaire. Right. And that was, I think, that was a good move because I got like around 80 answers mm. and that should be maybe around um, 70% of all the coaches in Switzerland mm-hmm. so I got basically really good coverage, representative right? um, data right. there uh, now I only have to watch if I um, asked the right questions <laughs> <laughs> no but um, I basically collected um, a lot of data about the age about the experience of the coaches as mm-hmm. well male and female so gender um, about if they had like a pedagogical um, education and before yeah, what's their background before exactly, they came to parkour exactly and then the second part of it so that was the first part of the questionnaire second part of the questionnaire was about the philosophy Mm-hmm. Where I took the work of Johanna Hermann. I think she's from Australia. Mm-hmm. She did some work about um, the philosophic side of um, parkour free running ADD and mm-hmm. how it evolved. Mm-hmm. And I took some um, of the words from her or some of the. Sort of like use that as a map of exactly. she kind of laid out uh, a framework. It seems exactly. to have gone like this, and then you can try and ask these people if they feel they fit on that exactly. tree, on that family tree, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I took some of them, and I took some of the like um, some some wordings. Mm-hmm. So basically, like um, uh, I follow my way, or être fort pour être utile. Right. And stuff like this, and then as well, I try to collect the reasons why they're doing parkour, mm-hmm. and gave some reason by myself, some 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 possibilities of answers, and left some open okay. so they could fill in themselves. So that was the second part, and the third one was about the methodolo- met- methodology. Right? Methodology. So I did. Um, the methodology part and I was first like um, how or how are their classes so Mm -hmm. what are they doing class do they do a warm up then the main part or strength training cool downs Uh, and then I was about um, how do they work with um, coordination stuff Mm -hmm. so do they do balance do they do reaction Part stuff. Do they have um, other kind of coordination yeah, things? Right. Then conditioning, like endurance, strength training. How do they do? Or how long do they do strength training? Yeah. Exactly. And then the main, I think, methodology uh, aspect was about um, three different concepts. I have, I had researched in a little bit more. And I think they fill in um, very good with parkour mm-hmm. and free running and ADD. Um, so it was basically learning from a model. Okay. And it was the first one, so learning by observing. 
Um, second one was differential learning. So diff as a right. parkour guy, you have always different obstacles, different conditions, different like stuff like this, different heights, different mm -hmm. different challenges. And as you come to challenge, the third one was um, problem solving. Ah, okay. And methodology like that. And over the over these three concepts, there were like um, a, a little concept of competence. Are you working with competences as well, so that you um, move from the parkour class as well to the life, so that you can like transverse the 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 topics of your parkour class into life. Uh, we would say Or translate. So you want to be able to move yeah. the concept. I've learned it in this context. I want to move it into my whole life. Translate exactly. it into life. So if they could translate the competence from parkour class into life. Mm. And mm. the second one um, was about if they're fixed on open or closed exercises. Mm -hmm. So if they leave space for the students to um, like develop their own concepts of uh, um, tasks. Okay. Yeah, maybe building or, you know, the students building their own game or are you always giving them exactly, all of the instructions? Exactly. Okay. And That's open versus closed. Open versus closed, exactly. So that were basically the, the things I asked for. And mm -hmm. uh, now I've got all the data, and mm -hmm. now I've got to analyze it right mm -hmm. now. Figure out what the answer to the question really is. If there is a connection between their philosophy and their style of teaching, style of teaching. or if there are other, like the age or the experience that are more... Of the coach, does that have yeah. a larger impact in their exactly. performance than their exactly. philosophy? So that's basically what it is. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing the answer to these questions. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. I say all the time that one of my favorite parts of the podcast is asking people to share their stories because when you hear someone tell a story, you learn not just the story, but you also get insight into the person who's telling the story. So is there a story that you would like to share? Yeah, sure. It's basically the story of my first um, class of Parker One. Mm. We did um, with Felix and the other guy, Silvio. <laughs> so Felix was, um, he's one, was one of the first dressers in Switzerland, or one of the main ones. And I was really looking forward to it, to the mm -hmm. class. And Silvio was also already an experienced dresser with Parkour One stuff mm -hmm. at that time. And I was a dresser as well at that time for like, I've been like for two or three years, but I was never, or I was, I wasn't so much into classes. I was mm -hmm. often being training by myself right. and training with other people. And but you hadn't been exposed to like a systematic exactly. class setting, right? Exactly. So there were basically the two of us and Felix was teaching <laughs> and um, it was Everything was really okay. It was really good. And then we came to the conditioning, conditioning part. <laughs> and um, we did an exercise where somebody holds the leg of the person, one leg of the person in front, and uh -huh. the person in front has to jump with the other leg. Uh -huh. And the other <laughs> one in behind resists. And so we were basically, um, Silvio and I were jumping and Felix was standing beneath it and watching that everything <laughs> we did, we did well. So, um, yeah, and we did some other exercise. I don't remember, but 
like after this class, I was so tired. I was so, I was just finished. <laughs> I think I never got to this feeling again <laughs> anymore than I was after this class because I was like, I was going home and I was like shaking, shaking of, of exhausting, yeah. exhaustion. It was it was so crazy, and after that, I always knew I have to stick to I have to stick to the class because <laughs> that's what I want to do. That's mm. what I want to be able to do without getting this exhaustion afterwards. Right. Saw something there that really drew you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Actually, yes. <laughs> uh huh. So as I mentioned in the beginning, we, we just finished American Rendezvous. And one of the great things about podcasting is you get a chance to listen to, basically talk to people that you wouldn't normally run into. So my right off the top of my head is, is there anything about American culture or ARDV or the way we train or just that perspective? You have a completely different point of view from Switzerland. So you know what jumps out at you? Yeah, actually, I was um, just, I was really, really surprised about the food. Mm. We had so healthy food here. Oh. It was so crazy. I always, oh. when I think of Americans, I think of the big burgers oh, and the, ouch, ouch, yeah, ouch. yeah. That's just the picture we have in yeah. in in foreign countries, maybe. And I think we exported that now. I apologize. It was so Blake did such a good job by um, getting us to so diverse mm. places, um, and we had so good food there. It was really amazing, and was I was really surprised about that. Mm -hmm. But um, actually, except. Um, from that or what is more important um, I think there's not many difference about um, the culture of the people of the parkour people mm. because I think what connects us really is like that we are standing over the borders mm. okay. of, the, of, of a country or something like this and that we have kind of an open mindset to every like new participant or participant coming from another country as well, mm -hmm. and that was really nice to see. So that there was there were so many open mindsets and so much tolerance in mm -hmm. this American rendezvous. I really like that. Sandro, if there was something that you could ask people who are listening, something maybe for them to consider, or something for them to think about, or something for them to do, um, here's your opportunity. Well, I think what's the most important thing to give on for me is um, to walk through the world with an open mindset and to be aware of the other people who are walking around you, mm -hmm. that they have their own history in the background and that they have their own things. So don't blame them for anything or don't blame them for too much of their doing, for, for, of their acting. Mm -hmm. Because all of us have an, a history like in, in, in our background and you don't know which history the other person has. So be tolerant, be open-minded, and have a smile on your face. And of course, the final question is three words to describe your practice. So the three words in Swiss German would be Kraft, um, Nachhaltigkeit, and Autonomie. So that would be um, strength, be strong, um, sustainability and autonomy. So um, there's basically a story behind it. 
Mm. If I'm, if you don't mind sharing, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it has to be shorter than 23 hours. Okay, okay. let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the beast, the be strong, to be strong was um, the really the thing I had in the beginning mm-hmm. when I started with parkour because I was always like the thin guy, like being <laughs> um, really not able to do anything except running. Mm-hmm. I don't believe and, that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was, it was. Um, and so that was a, quite a big topic when I saw parkour guys doing that stuff first in YouTube videos. When, mm-hmm. I, when, I, when I watched all the YouTube videos, um, I saw basically many strong, strong, very strong guys um, being able to do things I was sure I was not able to do right. at any time. So I got started into it and as I got started and as I got further with doing parkour and doing all the stuff, um, strength um, went always a little bit more into the background. Mm, okay. It's, for me still it's strength or to be strong is um, still a thing but not only physically but also mentally, mm-hmm. but it's more strength or to be strong, to be useful, okay. to help other peoples. And not only with um, the background of physically helping people, but mentally be aware of other peoples and that they have different backgrounds and to, that you might help them with being open, with an open mindset and being tolerant. So that's basically the story about being strong. Being strong. And second one, sustainability is something I really, I really admire people who are getting older, um, who still deal um, with being able to move mm-hmm. a lot. Um, maybe to say two persons I admire for that, it's um, Ramon Sigitaler from Switzerland, from Parkour One, and also Chabel. We had a workshop with him once, and mm-hmm. especially, or of course, um, also Sebastian Foucault, mm-hmm. and the other founders, but I didn't meet the other founders, so I cannot tell about them. Was the but yeah, it was the ones I experienced, and it's really admiring how they still move in such good ways. And I think that's something I want to keep for myself as well, that I can be able as well in 50 years, maybe not so big move, not to do so big moves, right. but it's to change, move, right. move as a person and to give that on to other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to end up staying in the house and don't move anymore <laughs> at all. That's, right. I think that's uh, quite a basic fear mm-hmm. I have being old and not being able to move anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to have that. And the uh, last one, autonomy, is basically, um, it came as the last part, or it came um, quite lately. Mm-hmm. And it's something I want to share with my students, especially to um, be autonomous in their own practice and also to think autonomous and critically, Mm. not only of um, the practice, not only of parkour or what we're doing at class, but also doing 
or thinking critical and autonomous um, when they're in their life, yeah, when they're acting, translating it. Yeah, when they're acting in their life. Um, that's basically very, um, very important for me that my students don't just like look up or look up to me oh that's the teacher saying yeah. us very important things but that they think of oh what is he saying right. and do, does that work for, for me, me right. as well and can I apply to this mm. and I also always or I try to remember them often that I think critically also about my lessons Mm-hmm. And that they um, think about their feedback when they give, when they, when they, when they are in my lessons. So that's basically the one thing I want to give on to other people or to share with other people that they start to think critically and don't just believe in things that are handed to them yeah, blindly. Right? Exactly. Well, thank you very much, Sandro. It was a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you, Craig. It was a pleasure meeting you. Want more? Check out moversmindset.com slash insiders for a bunch of additional features. This was episode 19. For the show notes and full transcript, go to moversmindset.com slash 19. Thanks for listening.